Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas, and me, Emma, and we are here today to talk to you Dude, about the Disney sucked. Channel this classic. Sucked eggs. <laughs> I sweet am life so mad movie. at you for picking this, Luke. Like, I was having a really good me time weekend, guys. You know when you're really busy, I was traveling, and I just had this weekend to myself to like run errands, get my silly little coffees, like do things that I enjoy. Watch The Crown. My favorite show came back with a new season. The fact that I had to put an absolute stinker. On, in the middle of my Saturday, I will never forgive you for this movie. This was horrible. So I had to force myself to keep watching. Emma, if you, for those of you who listened to the end of the last episode, you'll remember Emma saying that she had a theory that all of the movies based on Disney Channel TV shows are bad. And not to say I'm a scientist, but data points and, proven correct. And so when I started this movie... And keep in mind, and I, I the thing is, I knew Emma wasn't going to like this movie. The Sweet Life was more okay, my no, show than I it was hers. I love The Sweet Life, so, though. You, but did you love The Sweet Life on deck? See, that's what, my yeah, very yeah, first Yeah, there you note, go, there you go. My very first note when I saw that fucking cruise ship was I was like, I hate this cruise ship era. I don't know Once anything about it. Once they moved the cruise ship, Emma was out, 100%. I, I, I stuck out. around because I was a Sprouse loyalist. Those guys Some were my dogs. I checked they, out of the tip. They team. ate Danimals and played Pokemon Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver. They were my best friends. Any of our that Danimals contest? Wasn't that on the cruise ship? One man named Lucas James Tyler, maybe. No, it was to go meet them on in Hollywood yeah. and hang out with the Sprouse oh, twins. Yeah. I, so when I queued this movie up, I immediately was like, Emma's not going to like this. But I mean, it's not going to be that bad. I understand because that. Because also, I, I like Sweet Life because I like Ashley Tisdale in London. And the the, the cruise ship ixnade Ashley we'll, Tis. We'll talk, talk about London in a minute. But I just want to make it very clear. I started this movie being like, it'll probably be fine. Or it'll be like, or middling it best. Fully. This movie almost broke me. I, I it did break me. It totally I, broke I me. couldn't I couldn't process how bad this movie was. I can't the Sprouse twins legitimately you guys I don't know how long the statute of limitations is but like they should sue Disney. They gave the best years of their life to this place and this is the script they gave them for their movie. It's Are you fucking I, kidding me? See, I have a theory. I think at this point, they were kind of on autopilot. Well, they, they, you think? Their acting feels very on autopilot. They're 27 <laughs> years old in this movie. And the, the first shot of Cody, I go, oh my God. He's like, legitimately, they're six feet tall and 27 yeah. years old. Like, this yeah. movie should not Oh, happen. yeah, for the record, that's not me being mad at the Sprouse Twins for being on autopilot. I get it, especially at this point. I'm like, does he start filming Riverdale tomorrow? They're so old. They're, they're old. And, but what's funny is this is, uh, this was filmed while The Sweet Life on Deck was going on. It, I think it aired How a few, long did that show run uh, for? Only for three seasons, but I think it ended in 2011, last I remember. And I think this aired, like, a well, few. Well, that would make sense because they went to college when they're my age. Right. And they went, I, I went to college in 2011. But this aired a few months before the finale of the sweet life on deck if i if i remember my research correctly so i which i was concerned that this was meant to be the finale to the show and which point i feel like everyone would have rioted at disney channel because it's so it's bad. really bad guys you're going to hear me say that a lot but it's awful but here's the thing Honestly, this might be kind of a short episode because we don't we don't want to talk about it that much. And also, guys, I, when I want to be clear because I think this is an important distinction for this podcast. It's not bad in a fun way. No. Some of these movies, when they're like fucking nuts, we have a really fun time talking about them. There's just nothing here, you no. guys. Like, there's not even fun stuff to make fun well, of. That doesn't make crazy enough like choices for it to be like bad good. It's just bad bad. I well, I think there are some crazy choices made. But here's the thing. 
I want to see, I want to gauge you on this. Cause like I said, I didn't think you would like this, but there is one thing I picked up on that I wanted to see if you would also notice. Every now and again, did you think there was a really funny that joke? That they were going to kiss? No, that there was a very funny joke. Yes, but they, but, they, but they don't play it right. No, I, I some, th- of the, the, some of the jokes, I was like, wait, was that I, funny? I, 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 yeah, I, I genuinely think that like there were three or four writers. Three writers did not care about this whatsoever. Three writers the, were on Suicide Watch or something. <laughs> like they, or, or just everyone was incredibly they, high on They like, were quiet quitting before that became a thing. They were trying to get fired. But there was thing. one writer who was like, I have some semi-decent jokes I, I want to like throw in here. someone did a punch up on the screen. And, and threw like, in a couple of jokes that I genuinely laughed at. So like just... That, like you cut to me watching this there movie. There is a great joke at the towards the very end exactly. where they catch them at the computer and the guy goes, well, well, well. And Zach Wilson goes, that was a deep well. <laughs> Which is a pun a good about well being deep. Good joke. I didn't even laugh, but I was like, that's actually funny. Yes, there are some genuinely, like I feel like there was one talented person contributing to this. But not to the plot. Not to the plot. Just they were like, here's just a joke you can throw in, make it happen. And so what I'm saying was, if you cut to me watching this movie, it would legitimately be me sitting in dead silence in my darkened apartment and then every like 30 minutes me actually <laughs> and then that's it. I wasn't laughing though because I, I don't think that they played the jokes right. I don't think their jokes were written in the in places to like actually get a good laugh or they didn't hold them long. Like the, there's also yeah, no, they're, no. they're doing the ropes course and he goes these people have something that we don't have. Well, it's like wheels that are notarized. Like that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yes. It's also a joke for adults. Yeah. But uh, no but you're absolutely right is the thing about having a good joke is you can't have a good joke without setup. Yes. And it feels like all the setup is so bad that the jokes just fly totally under the radar unless you're looking for anything to cling on to like a life raft in a storm which is exactly what I was doing. Okay so starting at the very beginning I see this cruise ship and I say I hate the cruise ship area. I, I guess I don't know anything about this with FN deck. I know Debbie Ryan's in it. I actually to be fair I did actually forget this what did happen during the Sweet Life on deck era. I knew there was a Sweet Life movie in my brain I did not remember when it took place. The second I saw that I knew I was in trouble. I was <laughs> and this is my big problem with the Disney Channel show movies in general the only time I think it's ever really worked well is Even Stevens. Oh, That's yeah, the, that one was good too. But the thing that I have a problem with, and Even Stevens fits in this thing problem that I have, is that I really dislike when you have a show that works really well. And then you take them out of the environment that we mm-hmm. have come, come to know and love. Which, like, we, which we really hit on in the Wizards of Waverly Place yes. movie, because that one was the but most. But this does the exact same thing. Like, it does, yes. I don't care about the ship, but like, what if the Tipton was closing or something? Like, it was being like foreclosed and they needed to save the hotel or something like <laughs> big like that. Like, I want to see them ride around in that luggage cart, man. <laughs> I mean, we're past, Give the, people we're what past they the luggage cart they days. They're both so big, they don't fit on, they the, don't fit on that luggage cart. We're past the luggage cart days for sure. They literally have 401ks, guys. They're so old. But Cody uh, is writing a letter using a freaking quill and ink like he's Thomas Jefferson, which I get it because the whole point is, Co- is Cody is, you know, smart and thoughtful and poetic. I do think that this movie gets to the sweet life when it's actually like fully like Joey problemed, which is like when you talk about like sitcoms and like they distill the characters down so much by like the mm-hmm. end of their run like when it's like they're just out of material that like they become almost like caricatures of their own personalities like Zach was so stupid and Cody was so annoying and nerdy and like writing with a quill like like super genius and like a super genius yeah which is like in the I don't know about this on deck but like in the show he just like was a nerd and like school he wasn't like a fucking scientist Well, well, well yes but it was also and this is what really hit me is that like in this movie they really it's all hitting on about how different their personalities are and like why they fight and kind of a thing but in the original show not even not really the on deck era they don't fight 
this much. It was a horrible yeah, no, no, to watch they, them no, fight this much. Oh, yeah, they turned up to 11. It's incredibly unpleasant. But It's very un- unenjoyable to watch yes. the two main characters fight the entire movie. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying is if you go back to the original show and even to the on deck era in an ex- to, to an extent, it wasn't so much that like Zack was so dumb and always screwing things up for Cody. Yeah. It was more that like Zack was more freewheeling and fancy and free. And carefree. And carefree. And he would pull Cody over to his side and Cody would but like have to go. then they would go, go on hijinks together. Yes. Because, and like Cody would like complain, but they were still working together all yes, the time. Yes. They were, they were more of, of a team. In this movie, if you watch Justice's movie, you would think these people have always hated each other. And they've hated each other and also that like Zack has been trying to ruin Cody's life. Yes. And he just always, and that Zack is the most selfish piece of garbage ever, which he is. Yeah. He's not, he, not, not all the way. He is definitely more selfish and more willing to mess up things for Cody and be like, well, maybe if you hadn't been doing your math homework instead mm-hmm. of partying with me, which is annoying and I get it, but it's in the show to an extent. This movie treats it like that's his only personality. It's awful. But yeah, Cody's writing a letter and we see, I think this is actually kind of funny. They had to film some of this on an actual cruise ship or some kind of a ship. As we've talked about before, you know, TV sets aren't always conducive to the kind of shots you want to get for a motion picture. Yeah, I. And one so of my you, first notices is this is not the ship. That no, the this is not the ship. We don't see a single recognizable location from the ship. Not even the main like promenade deck with like the hot tub in the middle and the lounge chairs and whatnot. And this is partially at least like a legitimate ship. It was filmed in Canada. We'll get really Canada later on when they go to the freaking camp. But I think they literally just found a cruise ship that was docking in Canada. Yeah. And I was like, yo, can we use like a hallway and a little bit of the outside of the ship to shoot? Is this in, so this is in Canada? Yes, Canada. Um, Especially I, when they go to the camp, it's Canada, obviously. I thought it was the New Zealand for some reason. No, no. Okay. New Zealand, well, New Zealand is that they need beaches. If they need forests, well, they go to Canada. Something about that pier, that like seafood. I was like, where the fuck? Oh, I, I guess it did come out of the Pacific Northwest, which makes more sense for Canada. Which they never say where they're supposed to be. It could be Seattle if they're keeping in America, but it could also just be Canada. It's fine. But so he's going through the ship with his letter he goes to the kitchen and gets some food and goes to this nice area he's prepared on the deck with like a velvet rope thing um and he's preparing a dinner or lunch or whatever for him and bailey for those of you not familiar with the on deck era bailey is cody's main love interest yes. during that point i my first note is does bailey date cody i literally didn't know yes and i said a, is that debbie ryan it is debbie ryan and it, it is a big point throughout most of the first like the beginning of the show that he has like a long form plan to get Bailey to date him that eventually actually works. And it was actually kind of funny. I did realize um, at some point in my life that the sweet life is basically like, especially like with like the introduction of the Bailey thing where like Cody is like the romantic and Zach is just hitting on anything that walks. Which um, is such a weird character trait to give someone a child. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it really is sweet life. did at some point just morph into child um, two and a half men minus the half. Like it's like Zach is doing Charlie Sheen. He is. And yeah, Cody is doing a little bit. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like, I, I, I get the vibe for sure. But speaking of the new characters, because for the record, we're going to be Bailey in a bit. I always personally, I like Bailey. I don't like her as much as Ashley Tisdale. I like Debbie Ryan. Yeah, I think Debbie Ryan was a good addition. I don't think she's as good as Ashley Tisdale, but she fills a different role. But I think they were just like, we need another girl on the cast. Well, also, Uh, I think it makes sense, having not watched the show, even a second of it, to give them a love interest of their own age because it is weird in the first show, which I think actually weirdly works very well. (laughs) But like the fact that the the main characters- Why walk carefully? (laughs) I'm just saying the main characters in the first show are two young boys. Yeah, they're like 11. They're like 11. And then the female leads are like 
16 and 17 and they're all like a friend group yeah. and it's like they have crushes on the girls but the girls are like that's a child no, they, don't, they don't have a crush on London he has they a, crush a crush on, on Maddie well no just Zach does Zach, Zach wants to marry Maddie yeah. he's very the, one of my favorite lines that forever sticks with me is when like they're trying to be like Zach you can't date Maddie she's 16 and you're 11 he goes so when I'm 18 she'll be like 23 which means you can get married in 48 states including Guam or yes, something, yeah. something, no, something no, like that something like that and so it's it's funny God, it, the show is funny it's not it's not creepy but it's, it's not creepy but it's a weird dynamic it's a weird because dynamic that you can't carry forward like, as they age up. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But, and yeah, so I like after having Zach kind of do that with her, give someone that compliments Cody in a better way. The other thing is they all, they both, they were really in the show cute little round face kids. They both have now stretched and leaned out. Um, Especially Cole. Uh, no, Dylan, which one is Cody? Cole. Cole. Especially Cole. He is so tall so, and so, so thin. thin. So thin. And they unfortunately had the note to keep their same shag haircuts. Yes. From the original series, which do not look good on grown men. I wanted to cut both of their hair myself. It Dylan's pulling it off more than no, Cole is. No, uh, Well, I mean, comparatively. Uh, comparatively, yes. Dylan's hair does look better. And this is also at this point in 2011 completely out of style. And like, yes. why do they have to keep these hair? I, mean, I, I the stylists on these movies must have hated these boys. Although I don't think so. Genuinely, it was just that like they wanted to keep them looking relatively young, and it's just like guys, that ship has sailed. Like they yeah. they do not dress them well. Do they? They do not style them well. It's very, oh, very the disappointing. Atrocious. But what I was getting at is speaking of the characters that were introduced for Sweet Life on Deck, we have to talk about Woody, who I've always hated, even as someone who watched so much of the Sweet Life on I Deck. I literally said, "Who is this person?" So as I recall, it looks. It felt like a PA wandered on the set. It, as I recall, it's Cody's He has room- no chemistry it, with it, these people. It's Cody's roommate who is supposed to be very like gross and obnoxious, which is the exact opposite of Cody, and it's like a joke. Like, oh, he's so excited not to have to share a room with Zach, I and mean, then he's sharing a room with someone so incredibly gross and distinct from him. I, and basically, he and Zach kind of bond because they are kind of, he's also yeah. kind of like a gross boy or whatever. Um, so they kind of become more friends. But I've just never liked Woody's humor. He sticks around for, I think, like the entire show. And at no discredit to like his actor he's or anything. He's not funny. It's just, it doesn't work. In I'm my not opinion. discrediting his actor. I am saying he does not have chemistry with the cast, and every time he walks into the scene, it feels like there's a stranger. It in feels there. like he's from a different show. No, yes. I, I literally was like, who is this and why is he here? Never worked for me. But while Cody's setting up this little date area for him and Bailey, Zach and Woody show up on and the And they railing. have some really stilted acting where they're like, hey, Cody. <sighs> hey, Zach. What are you doing? Do, uh, yeah, the, that, that's an ugly shirt, man. What are you setting up? Like, I'm like, don't, haven't these guys worked together for like <laughs> 25 years at this point? Like, what is going on? I mean, on? you could argue they worked each other, with each other in the womb. Yeah, so. and I'm, they've been working together since they were in the womb. Yes. And I'm like, why are you guys acting like strangers? Well, I mean, the stilted acting for me came when he like sees the laid out spread and like the letter and he goes, oh, come on. You haven't told Bailey that you're going, yes. you're, you're doing the internship over spring break. And then I also felt in this weird scene because it was so goddamn awkward. Oh, are they covering up that Debbie Ryan isn't in this movie? Like, is she never going to show up to the state because she was busy or something or mm-hmm. was already on a different or, or just because they didn't want like the same thing they did with Harper in the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. They, she's in it for like one scene. Yeah, and, and that's what I thought they were going to do. Well, later which on, is what they should have done. Well, later because on. Because what they do to her in this movie is even more disrespectful it is. than that. But later on, she says like she's ignoring Cody because of what's about to happen. And I thought that was going to be the excuse for her not to show up is that she just doesn't care and is out of the movie. No, um, nope. They keep her in the no, movie. No, they keep her. They, they keep For the, no they, good reason. Yeah, it's... <sighs> anyway, basically, Zach shows up to talk to Cody because... And this is the dumbest plot of this entire film. And trust me, trust me, that is saying something. Basically, Cody is trying to get... Well, okay, I couldn't pin this down. If he had already gotten into Yale and is just applying for a scholarship. How does this movie think scholarships work? Well, it doesn't make sense. That's a genuine question. What 
does, what are they talking about? I don't know either, because they say their parents. Um, it says he got into college. No, they. Here, this is why I'm confused. They say their parents have agreed to give Cody this vintage car that like their dad has or whatever as a gift for getting into college. So in my mind- I thought he got into college. He's into college. But then we learn he's accepted this like marine biology internship that he needs to do over spring break. In you know order how you to, do an internship over spring break? Right. What? In order- To get a scholarship. To get a scholarship to Yale. Which isn't how scholarships work. Like you could, it could help your application, but it's not like a one-two punch. Yeah, it's not like you apply and then get scholarships later I, as I, far as I'm aware. No, that would be part of your application. And um, so my thought after that was like, oh, they just told Cody, we'll give you a car when you get into college. And Zach is like, actually, I want the car. But then at the end of the movie, Zach has, has the, the car. car. Spoilers. And so and they're I'm like, not even done with like their senior No, year. they haven't even graduated high school yet. And so I'm like, wait, so how did you? Uh, but, when I say the script is bad, guys, I don't just mean that I don't like it and I find it boring. It also just like, it's like they didn't even do a pass on the mechanics of this thing. Like it's like the mechanics no, of it don't make absolutely any sense. Not. The car thing is so lazy. It feels like a placeholder world. Like, oh, we'll think of something No, it's just, it's just they needed to think of something to give Zach. That Zach would be his, needed a motivation. A character motivation. Cody's is getting into Yale. Makes sense. Makes sense. Tracks. They're like, what does Zach want to do? Because <laughs> that's literally what he wants. I mean, to do. you're not wrong, but they were like, okay, let's throw in this car. That's what the uh, his goal is, and he needs to get it from Cody. So his entire goal is to bully Cody into giving him the car his parents have promised him. And Cody is like, look, I don't want to talk about this. You're not getting the car. I'm getting into college. I need to tell Bailey this very gently because she's gonna be very mad because she's planned so heavily about us spending spring break together. It's our last spring break before we graduate. I'm really sad I have to do this to her, but I have spent like 14 hours composing this letter, um, explaining the situation because I don't express myself well in words. So I've written it all down. And Zach like takes it to be like, I listen, I'll tell Bailey. Uh, and then you give me the car to make as like payment. And he goes, no. And they fumble over the letter. The most Did obvious leather fake fumble fumbling. was so funny. So stupid. Well, like, could you tell what was happening that he, Cody couldn't actually get it out of his hands. Like it, <laughs> it blew back into his hands and he was trying so hard yes, to yes. let it like fumble it out into the open and it was like really really because it's paper it was mm -hmm. flying around it was a very funny so clumsy and you know they weren't going to do a take two on that no they said well, that's in the can so the letter gets lost they think it falls off of the ship but we see it blows onto the deck oh, or and whatever. I literally at this point I'm like this is taking so long <laughs> like they just get to the meat and potatoes of what's going so on so the letter the letter's on underneath a, a beach chair or whatever then it cuts to the actual date he sends Cody and Woody away they cuts to the actual date he tells her hey I need to cancel all of our spring break plans. And she, of course, gets mad like they were expecting. Oh, excuse me. Zach actually shows up and explains that he's ditching her during spring break. She gets all mad and storms this off. This is the mechanic that drives me fucking bonkers, is that she gets mad and storms off. And the thing that he didn't get to say is that it's to get into Yale. Right. Which is apparently the linchpin that's going to have her have a massive change of heart. And I'm like, if she is his girlfriend at this point, yes. would she not know that he's trying to get into Yale? Apparently and that this not. internship might help that? Like, isn't she a nerd too? Wouldn't she understand? Um, I don't think she's as big of a nerd as Cody is. She's smart, definitely. Also, internships are important, okay? They're yeah. important. Well, no, to be fair, I uh, think- Why doesn't, and this, this is bad screenwriting again, why doesn't he just say the thing about Yale? She's right there. Well, because Cody, I mean, Zach is the 
the one who's telling her. But he's standing right there. Yeah, but Cody's flustered. He's a shy boy, and he's he's very. This is why he wrote it all down. But she in didn't letter. like jump and then, in the ocean. And then she was just inside. And then, and then he, he said, could just follow. He's after. very awkward. I mean, he would never do that. And then, but he says like, I wrote it all down in the letter. And then she's like, A letter? You're gonna tell me in a letter? And I was like, Zach is right. He probably should have told her face to face. But I get it. He doesn't express himself well, so he wrote it down in the letter. Yeah, she storms off. She's all mad at him now. And I was like, Oh, she's not gonna be in this movie anymore. Cody's all mad at Zach for you know messing the whole thing up. Whatever. Also, um, just a quick note, which I'm sure they probably play really fast and loose with on the show. But in this scene, Zach is like on a life raft thing, and Woody's the like preserver, lo- preserver, and Woody's like lowering him down to the deck so he can talk to. And then he drops him at the end. I'm sorry, but like going overboard on a cruise ship of that size <laughs> is like kind of a big deal. Like, I, they, like people have died, and then also it's like really hard to like get you back onto the show. Like, it's kind of a big deal to fully go overboard. And I just feel like you're playing kind of fast and loose with it. Yeah, I mean they've always played pretty fast and loose with the fact that like these two children are running amok on a, a cruise ship. On a cruise ship and no one can really do anything to stop them. But then, like, that just kind of happens, and now we go to Cody's internship. And why does Mosby go to the biological reserve? Well, not only, I don't know why London shows up in a second. Why? why? But, so here's the thing. I don't know if this is ever explicitly stated in Their the mom show. Their dead? No. I think Mosby... Adopted them? Legitimately. Well, I think he might be like their guardian while they're on the cruise ship. I Is think, their mom not on the cruise ship? No, no. Or the mom, sta- the, the mom stays at the Tipton or whatever. I love the mom. I also love the mom. And I love Arwen, who I miss dearly. And, and Estevan. Estevan. Est- Estevan. I love him. I love all the cast, but they didn't come Why with. did you even get on this ship, Luke? It doesn't sound like um, a good investment. I mean, listen, I will say, I watched The Sweet Life on deck. As a child, I was like, this isn't as good as The Sweet Life, but it's fine. But I think I knew that like... This is this is a, we, this is a, a dying breed. This is a, a this product is not going to be on the shelf for London and Mr. Mosby because those are the people that I like. And also Phil Lewis is Mr. Mosby. I'm sure we talked about it when he showed up in uh, Dad Napped, which criminally underused him. Um, would you say he's used well in this movie? Well, I would say he's better as this character. Yeah. But because Mr. Mosby, Mosby is fan- Mr. Mosby nothing, is fantastic. But he has nothing, nothing to, to do. Nothing to do. He's barely in it. Nobody in this movie has anything to do except for Zach and Cody, but they inexplicably keep all of the characters in it to just fucking fuck around. And then also, Zach and Cody doing stuff is not interesting. No, and no. It's, and it's not really anything. The stuff they have to do, I am not interested in. No, absolutely. I be clear. And it just is so cyclical. It's like them arguing, them doing tr- uh, tr- experiment shit. We'll talk about it. I was literally zoned out for like 90% of it. But so yeah, we cut to this marine biology reserve or whatever. Uh, Mosby's going I with like Cody. I like when a scientist introduced himself to Mosby and Cody and was like, renowned scientist. Yeah, I did like, that's he what I'm saying. himself as renowned scientist. That's what I'm saying, good joke. And he goes, it was on my parking spot. And Hilarious. Goes, it's, yes, it's so good. And Zach tags along. So, so hang on. So they go to this biology reserve. They meet Dr. Spalding, who's going to be working under the renowned scientist. And he's giving him a tour and they geek out over science or whatever. Zach makes his presence known because he just needs to talk to Cody about the car thing again and he's just so annoying about this goddamn car that it's deeply uninteresting. He follows him to the reserve it follows to him talk the... about the car? Well, yes, literally. And then also Cody says, how did you get here? And he goes, London brought me. And I'm like, why did London come? What is she doing here? Which I thought this would have been a great opportunity for a joke that like the Tipton Foundation was like funding, funding. the research, which they do all the time this in the show. This also, by the way, is like pointless because it's, it's yeah, going to become yeah, a non-factor yeah, in five yeah. minutes. I know, I know. This whole excursion is stupid. It is. But London is just there now. And I do want to say, she's barely in this movie, which is a crime because I 
think this movie reminded me of something that I'd kind of forgotten, which is that London Tipton might be my favorite oh, Disney Channel character. She's amazing. She's and so also, freaking what we get a, funny. What we get a glimpse of is like her and Mr. Mosby have an amazing chemistry. Oh, of course they do. They're he raised that child. And the brindle. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the guess from the show, of course. But it like, we haven't seen Brenda Song on this show in a while. And I was really excited to see her again. But then I was realized I was even more excited to see her as London Tipton because I freaking love London Tipton. Every second she's on screen, I was just like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that eats that, that fruit for the fish? Uh, actually, they're not fish. They're mammals. But why don't they have humps? Uh, I don't like that our brain space is given to that now. I know. I want to actually have this movie Eternal Spot shined out. Want to take another crack at that? Uh, Eternal Sunshine out of my mind. Atta girl. Eternal Sunshine. So... Zag and Cody go off, whatever. Mosby and London have a moment where they talk, where she Mosby tries to explain that dolphins are not fish, they are mammals. We, we can't waste on this. I know. The, the thing is, they bring some food around, and it's like... For the dolphins. That for the dolphins. And but, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And it becomes important later. Well, I thought it was like dried fish or something, but she goes, oh, it's a fruit plate. And she holds it up and it's like a piece of like dried mango or something. And I'm like... It's not dried do mango. Do dolphins, it's the fucking fruit. I know. But I'm saying that's what it looks like. And I'm like... Do dolphins eat yeah, fruit? Yeah, I had the same thought. <laughs> what did you just feed them, you know, fish? They explain it, but I don't think and a dolphin would eat in, fruit in no, general. No, I don't think this is good. Don't feed dolphins mangoes or whatever. Yeah, the fuck this I, don't think that'll, I don't think that'll go I don't think that'll go well. But she eats it and spits it and does a massive spit take because she sees them feeding it to the dolphins. Hilarious yeah. joke. Moving on. She does eat it, though, for the record. Basically, Dr. Spalding explains his research, and this is where I was out. Uh, I was done. You were still in. I was, I was Will. I was open to it. First of all, this also is Zach, there's a few jokes in here and they all come from Zach where I'm like, who is this for? He like walks into the tank and does a, how you doing? And I was like, is that a Friends reference? Are we doing Friends references? I mean, he is very Joey at and, times. And, and then also there's a, some sex jokes later that can only be interpreted that oh, way. Oh, yeah, you mean with the merge? Yeah. 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 I was like, who is that for? <laughs> We'll talk about it. But yeah, while they're walking to the lab for him to explain the research... We see runs... the most suspicious-looking janitor of all time. Correct. But he also runs into a girl that he then creepily follows throughout the yeah. entire facility. And we'll check in with that but in a minute. But we get to the research, and yeah. it's Dalton, dolphin telepathy. It's... Which... Why did this keep coming yeah, up in DCOMs? There is someone high up at Disney that their There's greatest, their greatest wish dream. is to talk to a dolphin. That's all they've ever wanted. It's such a niche dream, but I'm so happy for them that they have millions of dollars to make multiple movies about it. I'm going to... I'm not going to... I'm, I will say though, have you ever wanted to talk to a dolphin? No, I don't give a shit what dolphins have to say. Yeah, what do they think they're going to say to us? <laughs> the old, I will say, I think at this point, now that it's become a repeated thing, I'm starting to get concerned. It's like a fetish or something. No, I, I think someone has a weird thing about wanting to talk to dolphins. No, yeah, you're not wrong. I think someone but, in Disney wants to marry a dolphin. You're, I don't think you're wrong, but they. My uh, next note is, I am literally so bored. They, he's using this thing, this this newly discovered fruit that is he calls the Corsican fruit, which when eaten it like increases your mental abilities or whatever and he's giving it to the dolphins so he can figure out how to connect with them telepathically why you would want to do that i don't know but th at this moment i was like no, no no i don't want that you know how i because you know what here's the thing i opened my eyes saturday morning and i was like ah, i cannot wait to watch this sweet life zag and cody movie i hope it is somehow related to talking to dolphins telepathically. <laughs> because naturally, sweet life of Zack and Cody, Zack and Cody on deck, what else would it be about? Yeah, well, here's the thing. Natural it, progression. This gave me big, I'm gonna make a very a kind of a specific reference. This gave me vibes of Family Matters, the old sitcom, which if you're unfamiliar, originally what it 
started out was a very normal family sitcom about this black family living in Chicago. And then they introduced the character of Steve Urkel and he became so popular that by the end of the run of Family Matters, he was like inventing cloning machines and like concocting potions and it went full sci-fi. And that's what it felt like this here. This movie where is it's sci-fi. Like, it's science Sweet fiction. Life has never really done anything like that on deck or otherwise. They have never really no. been like, oh, pseudoscience bullcrap exists. And that's yeah, like another point from earlier. Like Cody was not like an inventor or like no. a scientist. Like what the fuck is this? The most honest, like truest thing to Cody's character would be, would be he says, oh, I'm learning to telepathically communicate with dolphins. And Cody would say, that's impossible and stupid. Yeah, like, like this is, it's not, I, I, I can't spend another second on it. it that's, that's the problem is it's so dumb. It's not even worth talking about. Honestly, that's the, I would say, the entire <laughs> overarching idea of this film. And yet here we sit in a prison of our own making. Yep. But so Zach follows that hot girl, who is one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my uh, life. Nelly. <laughs> Poor Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> I was waiting for a third act. I'm dead, Lucas. I'm not even making a joke here. And I watched this completely sober, not on an edible this time. <laughs> and I was completely convinced there was going to be a third act twist where she was revealed to be a robot to make her acting choices make sense. Well, I thought there was going to be a third act twist where she turned out to be important or, <laughs> you know, relevant. But she's only in it for like two, three scenes. And he's thinking she's hot and she says she's like a lab researcher and she which she should not be his age right she says like I'm a lab tech which is like a job she's no not, she should be like 20 yeah she's not like another intern no. like Cody is oh no I thought maybe she said she was no she says I'm a lab tech specifically well she's not because <laughs> she works she, she doesn't work there <laughs> well, spoiler alert yeah, yeah I don't think so um, but the other thing about this movie guys <laughs> <laughs> both of our heads I are in our hands this movie there's so much fun fucking CGI that looks so bad. It's awful. (laughs) She goes, Zach, into getting into this little submarine that I guess goes into the dolphin tank. Which, how big is that fucking tank, man? But, like... Because that massive... Two of those things get down there. Yeah. But, so, she's like, oh, you must... You're Cody's brother. You must be as smart as him. Can you pilot a submarine? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So he gets in and starts using it. Mosby realizes Zach has left the tour at this point. And I knew they were going to set up the thing of the Cody talking to the scientist and then in the back you see the tank and you can see Zach dipping around at the submarine and then I was like wow this is some of the worst CGI I've ever seen I hope they don't double down on this don't worry <laughs> Emma, they do Emma, it's a movie about twins you know they're gonna double things down and then Cody in order to oh hang on I do also want to put out I, I want to point out the good jokes when they happen they're to eat well, while the doctor's talking about the dolphins while this is happening and you're looking at the glass there's one he talks about how smart they are and there's one that just rams into the glass that doesn't understand and there's a wall and his name is Wally and I really liked that because he doesn't get there's a wall so they there was a good Mosby joke when he's trying to convince Zach to get out yes. of the thing where he goes well, he's like I press his button he goes should I unpress he goes unpress <laughs> that's even worse than press <laughs> yeah from when Mosby's on screen it's at least fun but it's not enough of it but it's like also it's like the dynamic of Zach and Cody is so good with Mosby it's like oh for this movie we should totally take them away from the main character they have a ton of like chemistry and banter with like that we should remove them completely from these people that we know them to have relationships with. To be fair, if memory serves on Sweet Life on Deck, that is a similar issue, is that Mosby is around but he doesn't interact with them as much, uh, which is a bummer because he's very good. And so Cody then gets in a sub to battle Zach out of his sub. Which is and a terrible just idea. Just an excuse for an excruciatingly long, <laughs> Excruciating horrible, is a word. <laughs> horrible CGI, CGI, CGI submarine chase. submarines are bumping into each other. It looks like a fucking screensaver. It's the worst <laughs> it's thing I've so ever seen. It reminds me of those... Ugh, I almost got her arm on my shoulder. 
my brain is not a talk capacity today. Oh, hang on. While you're thinking, actually, another amazing, really good joke. Sorry. Remember that car video, that car computer game with the little purple car, Putt-Putt? Putt, I'm familiar with the adventures of Putt-Putt, yes. That's what the submarine CGI looked like. Oh, no, Putt-Putt looked way better than this. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Putt-Putt is beautifully hand-drawn. But no, this actually is one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie. When he's talking about the dolphins, he's like, my research, we're so close. And he's like looking at the dolphins out of the window. And this is why I think there's someone who wants to bone these dolphins. Is he's like... (laughs) Touching the window, he's like, we're so close. And Cody goes, how close are you? And the do- the researcher turns around really quickly and goes, we're just really good friends. Why? What have you heard? And I was like, wait, is that implying that he's fucking a dolphin? <laughs> and also, like, how close are you? I was like, is that like a like a reference to coming? Like, like I'm so <laughs> no, close. It's like, how close are you? The dolphin's like, no, what have you heard? And I was like, why would you put that in the movie? That was really funny. Um... <laughs> So, and then when they both get in my notice, oh my god, what is this? They're both in pods. How big is this enclosure? But guess what? They break the fucking seawall. Yeah, so... And then guess what? Cody gets fired. Cody gets fired and Zach gets kicked out. And like... Fair dues, I would be pissed too. Yeah, of course. That's my problem is like, I mean, that's what I was talking about earlier is that it's like generally their dynamic isn't just Zach does something shitty and expects Cody to be okay with it. Although there's a little more nuance to it. Whereas this, Zach has like no ground to stand on. There's no whimsy to these hijinks. No, no. But but he seems to be just an asshole. Exactly. He's like, oh, maybe if you just give me the car, I wouldn't have had had to follow you here and then ruin your entire internship thing by accident. Like I remember in the original, there was whimsy. There was whimsy to the hijinks and then they get stuck in an air vent and it's funny like there is just he's just being a fucking dick and then get, getting us into some of the worst like most excruciating CGI set pieces. So, also then we see Nelly approach the janitor yeah. and say did I do like a, is that exactly how you wanted it to go and he's like yeah. What a fucking loose evil plan that is. Um, Get him in the sub. Hopefully he gets in. Hopefully he gets down there. Hopefully he breaks Emma, the seawall. Hopefully Cody gets in there Emma, too. Hopefully they're both fired. Emma, you watched the rest of this movie. Did you not realize this guy is terrible at evil plans? <laughs> it's really bad. What is this we'll plan? We'll talk about it. We cut to the three side characters, Bailey, London, and Woody. And I believe Debbie Ryan should join Cody and, De- and Debbie Ryan Cole and Dylan in their class action lawsuit against Disney <laughs> because if you made me come beyond this movie where you did not even bother to give my character an arc or anything to do, she spends this, I shit you not, you guys, she spends this entire movie pacing on a dock in Canada talking about Cody not calling her back. She's waiting on a cell phone call the entire movie, you guys. Pretty much. She has nothing else to do. No one has anything to do, except for London who gets to talk to dolphins. We'll talk about that in a I second. I like that part. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, Bailey's on this dock and she's just venting to Woody in London. Also, when I saw basically... the fucking janitor with Nelly, I go, I bet that's the scientist's evil twin. Oh yeah, they do. He, he, he does mention that he has a lesser twin. But here's the thing, Emma, is I had that thought too, but then I looked at the man on the screen and I said, well, he's clearly a foot shorter than the scientist that we just saw. So it's not gonna Lucas, be... It's not gonna be that guy. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So she's venting to Woody in London about this. And what I was gonna Where say... Where she says the expression trembling like a hound dog pushing out a peach pit. Yeah. Which is a reference to a, a dog <laughs> having such violent diarrhea that it's shaking. So this is what I wanted push to talk about. This back. is a great segue to what I want to talk about Debbie Ryan in The Sweet Life. Is I really like Debbie Ryan in Sweet Life on deck. I actually really like her in this movie. I think she brings a fun energy. There were times I don't like Debbie Ryan is when they try and lean into her whole country girl backstory and she has to be like, well, my granny always says that if you can't make biscuits, you know, you're using too much flour or whatever. Like, 
just utter nonsense that isn't funny and isn't a joke. Also, it's really jarring for someone who has not watched the show and doesn't really know that backstory because she also does not have a country accent. Uh, she, yeah, she usually she doesn't. She doesn't have a southern accent. Yeah. And then we'll slide into this, like a tremble, like a hound, yeah, and put it down the peach pit. No, that, like, that's how it is on the show. She I'm slides like, into it when she's like upset or angry. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> Yeah, she's from, like, the whole bit is she's, like, from some farm in the middle of nowhere. And, like, she, she Don't wanted, care. Yeah, okay. But so Cody is, like, repeatedly calling her, trying to talk and explain, but she's just ignoring all of his calls. And so then we cut to actually a pretty funny shot of Cole Sprouse on a piano, his head, like, on a piano as he's, like, sadly jangling the keys in, like, the hallway of the cruise ship. And Zach comes up to him and just goes, hey, hey, no, you're really bummed out and probably still mad at me, but I still want that car. And so I need you to like me again. And guess who I found? And Dr. Spaulding is there. This is his evil twin. I knew it was Dr. <laughs> so he says to I Cody. I just second this man came out of the I was like, this is not Dr. He Spaulding. says to Cody, I don't want you working for me ever, ever again, because you've made such a big mess. But I didn't do know of another scientist, Dr. Olson, who which that's a joke, right? That his name is Dr. Olson, like the Olson twins. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That has to be what I that is. A joke. Also, but he's like, I know that did he happens to be a foot shorter than me. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Keep that in mind. But he's doing some research that I think I, I sent him like your research paper or whatever that made turn made turn me on to you for being research, my internship. Similar research, but on twins. Yes. And so I want you to go. You can go get an internship there, but you have to bring your brother because he needs both twins. Correct. And we don't also again just. Uh, what does this movie think internships are? It's something that lasts about a week because that's a long uh, spring break is. Yes, it's a week-long thing where I don't want to be the person to break it to the screenwriter. Like, the internship, if you were the intern, you'd be helping conduct the experiments. You're not signing up to be a lab rat. That's, horrifically against the science. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Method. You yeah. cannot well, do I'm, that. It's because it's, a, it's for the evil plan. Oh. It's not for actual science. They don't care about the scientific method. But you are correct. I mean, also, Nellie and Kelly are helping the lab <laughs> and also do the, are part of the experiment. But so we don't actually get to see Cody like... They take a hatchet seaplane. Yeah, they, we don't get to see Cody like convincing Zach to come along or Zach to be like, well, I'll go if you give me the car. They explain that that happened later. I thought I missed a scene. No. When they say they're like, he, that he agrees that he gets the car if Zach goes, and I go, when the fuck did that happen? And also, why wouldn't you, like, why would not just say like, that seemed like he felt bad and was like, I'd found Dr. Spaulding. I will go with you and do this to repay to, you for ruining your internship. But no, he really just wants the car. That's and so he's, again, he's an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. And they take a hatchet seaplane. If you guys don't know what Hatchet is, it's a book where I see bugs. Oh, see that's things. what you meant. <laughs> I thought for some reason you knew the name of the type of plane. Yeah, you know, I'm really into sea well, planes. No, well, it's because Emma is uh, terrifyingly afraid of flying, especially in small planes yeah. like that. And so that's why I, I call would, it a Hatchet. I, I, Emma, you have to understand, you would not, the idea that you would have gone down a Wikipedia hole into learning the different I kinds of stuff. I did a Wikipedia hole last night about the Uruguayan flight disaster. Have you ever read about that? Like the alive? The miracle of the Andes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've heard about Don't that. Don't read about that before you go to bed, guys. Oh, no. Terrible call. It's a really upsetting I story. I was up for hours. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Why would you do that to yourself? I have no idea. Don't look into that. That's a, It's really sad and gross and messed up. Also, sorry, we did skip over the telekinetic thing with our telepathic thing. No, I don't want to talk about this movie Well, no, no. Anymore. It's just that London, when they're on the be- the pier, for some reason, a dolphin comes way too close to a pier that a dolphin would ever come close. And the pier sa- is also so and fucking gray. And, and says like, my, 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 and dolphin. And she goes, thanks. I got these shoes in Italy or whatever. And then leaves and we don't get any expansion on it's that. almost... Okay. So she ate the fruit. She can hear dolphins Did you, now. It's, it's quite interesting that she talks to dolphins and crabs. She talks to a variety of sea life. Weirdly, the dolphin, though, comments here on her shoes. Later on, her outfit, on her fashion choices, it's almost as if that dolphin might be a member of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> 
And it's also like that dolphin might be the official animal of Pride Month. So I'm going to go. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't mean this episode. I mean like D-comedy in general. I don't want to do this. I'm just saying look at the facts, man. (laughs) That was really unexpected. Uh, I hope everyone everyone listened to that episode in order to get that joke. (laughs) It's canon. So anyway... The we get to the Gemini Project. Yes, that's the name of where they're going. And I kept calling it the Victory Project, which is the thing from Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, God. Um, I want to be clear. Just for the pace. I want to be clear that we will not talk about Don't Worry, Darling on this podcast. <laughs> Darling, I'm worried. I want to be clear just for you guys at home, because I don't recommend you watch this movie. Please, dear God, don't do it. We have just gotten to the Gemini Project, which... Was, Am I wrong in saying is like kind of the crux of the movie? It's which is also just a been a full thirty minutes of nothing. I literally paused to see how long thirty minutes of bullshit mm-hmm. before this movie fucking starts. Uh, also, the Gemini Project is just like a summer camp in Canada. That's all it was. There's there's ropes courses and tennis. Oh yeah, parts. it's like it's like something you would do for a work offsite. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's across the river from an uh, a sawmill. Old, old sawmill. That'll become um, important. But they, they're gonna retrofit it, but they haven't done that yet. But they meet Doctor Olson, um, who's the head of all the research here at the Gemini Project. Who seems cracked the fuck out? I, this guy, I don't, I, I know that we said the writers were on something. I think this, this guy, guy was, was a, doing lines of He was an upper. He was on yeah, yeah, yeah. every line. I was like, whoa, he's just not matching the energy of the, anyone no. else. He's in his own movie as well. Because also if he's trying to not put us at ease and have us trust him, he's not doing a good no. job because he seems He's insane. suspicious of all the time. But he basically gives them the whole spiel about what they're going for here. The basic idea is using that fruit that Dr. Spaulding was talking about the Corsican fruit. He's doing research on basic telepathy and empathy, like creating telepathic and empathic bonds between people. And he's doing it on twins first because they share DNA, such similar DNA that it'll be easier. Explain this like it's real science. Well, that's how that's how they explain it. And the basic goal he says is to develop the research that anyone can do it and eat this fruit and like understand each other better to create world peace and harmony. Which I mean, I give them. This fruit sounds like magic mushrooms. Like, I, <laughs> like I, it definitely point. feels like some kind of drug. Like not Worth just like I something that expand, you, man. expands like, my brain. You know. Also, the funniest thing is when he's sh- showing them around the lab. He keeps talking about the fact that it's subterranean. It's mm-hmm. like, what does it matter if it's underground? He brings it up like four separate times. And I was like, cool, I guess. Yeah, and they poke around all this dumb nonsense, like the brain matter combiner. Cody knows what it all is because he's a baby genius now. Yeah, but then we also run back into Nellie, who says she also helps Dr. Olsen out with her twin sister, Kelly. That was a classic one of like, I was like, they're not going to let her take that again. She, did you hear her line reading there? Oh, it's terrible, but all of hers are. I I was like, does she have a lisp? She like, (laughs) the words, like she says something like, oh, fuck. She's also like kind of far away. Yeah, and I was like, maybe give her one more shot at that. That she flubs and no, go back. No half take of the line. twos. No, ironically, in a movie about twins, no, no take, take twos. twos. They wire them up. That's my next note. Yes, he puts in. And then my note after that is, I am so fucking bored. Basically, they start phase one of the research where. Dude, when they. I'm sorry, bad movie making. When we have to sit here and watch him explain the fucking color tapping game to Zach White, I was like, this is like five minutes of a doctor's office visit for me. Like, yeah, they, could they have made a more interesting game at least, or just something more fun than this? I was like, why am I learning about neurological tests right now? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, the basic bit is he's in like an electroshock chair. He has Zach these, is. Zach is. He has these no 
nodes all over his face. Um, he's taking a test and when he gets the answer wrong, it'll shock him a little bit. And the it'll say a, uh, the, a color like written out, but the word will be a different color than what's written. I and can't it's even like, listen to you You have it. to, yeah. It's a very basic psych test. I remember taking when I took like Psych 101. Yeah, you know how I turn on a movie and want to watch Psych 101? But here's the thing. Here's my favorite thing about this test. I mean, spoiler alert, what happens is he's kind of bad at it and Cody keeps shocking him when he doesn't have to because Cody's administering the test and it's kind of meant to set a baseline for the both of them and how they feel about each other. why you shouldn't be administering experiments if you are also a test subject. But my favorite thing about this is you feel like for most of it, you they told you could tell they told Dylan Sprouse, just tap the screen wherever. And so he, most of the time, he's not even hitting he's the button. He's not looking. He's not looking. He's not even hitting the buttons. It like It's so obvious. But yeah, he gets zapped a bunch and then they get all mad and like they leave. Yeah, you know how like physically abusing your brother is like hijinks? Like the hijinks aren't fun. No, it's none of this is fun. I wasn't having fun for a single moment in this entire film. Then at a certain- And that goes on again for way too long. Absolutely. A certain, then I think we cut back to the three amigos on the, on the on pier. The, on the fish market on, pier. Yeah, on the pier. I literally was like, why are the sidekickers just walking around this fish market? Have they ever left this pier? Do they live on this pier now? These characters have nothing to do. And so now- London talks to a crab. Yes, but it's also Bailey is mad because now Cody isn't I'm calling I'm not her. even justifying Bailey's plotline with summary, guys. Just know that it is the, the least feminist, worst thing they could ever do to a female actress. And I'm not going to dignify it by discussing it. She's just waiting for her boyfriend to call her and obsessing about her boyfriend. I don't think a movie's ever flunked the Bechdel dust harder than this fucking movie. <laughs> I, I, it's literally the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Then London talks to these crabs. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Absolutely not. I don't know. It London might. and Debbie Ryan would have to talk about something that isn't Cody. I feel like Nellie and Kelly might talk to each other about research at a certain point. No, though, one of those girls never fucking speaks. Oh, I don't think Kelly, I thought Kelly says like one line at some point. Oh, I think it's napkin. <laughs> which I, or something. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> that counts. Yeah, so uh, there's a, the, and this scene just exists to establish that state for Bailey and they do this dumb and nonsensical bit because this Where doesn't... the crab POV? Where the crab... There's space? a bunch of crabs in a little tank and London can talk to them and they mention they're going to escape and they all jump out of the tank and like cover Woody and it's supposed to be funny. But, but then it... they... There's a crab POV where the crabs are like... Oh yeah, the like chases And it chases them. And I was... I literally wrote this crab POV like I want to die. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, they just put a tiny camera on like a thing and ran it at her. It's insane. And it just makes no sense and it's a pointless scene but I needed to point it out because it was that insane. And then we cut back to the... Lunch. To Gemini Project. They're having lunch. We get to see some of the other twins. Nellie and Kelly are there and we meet Ben and Sven um, who are like Norwegian or like yeah. Dutch or Finnish. I don't know. And they're mostly just there to talk in a weird voice and be like, yeah. <laughs> like that's... And the twins are all like weirdly simpatico where they're like, napkin? They're like, I was just about to ask. Water? You read my mind. Yeah, and they're, they're best friends. And they're like, it's very Stafford Wives. It's almost like the Victory Project. Okay. So no, here's the thing though is spoiler alert this is all about like mind control and we'll get into why later but is are they mind controlled already because it seems like he has to activate a thing to do mind control yeah that's not mind controlled yet they're not mind but they're, they're merged they have they, no oh, this, they don't have their own distinct this is the, just, that's just the merge I, okay. that's phase three yeah, phase oh, four you're right. is they're, hive mind it's three. like you didn't watch the fucking <laughs> slides that they made us look at we'll get there again they're not at four yet that makes sense so, yeah, they're eating lunch and everyone's kind of thrown aback by how Zach and Cody don't like each other. And then they start arguing. Because all the other twins get along. So they start well. arguing and throwing like water on each other and doing like dumb Stupid. shenanigans. And then dessert comes around, which is just uh, the, the fruit, fruit that we saw. And this is actually a really fun, again, funny bit is they're like looking at the fruit or whatever. And then Olsen pops out of literally nowhere. is just like behind them, like a vampire. And it's just like, it's the key to my research, the Corsican fruit. You must eat it to, you know, 
bond your minds or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so uh, they eat it and then he's like, okay, now we're gonna do athletic uh, shit for to test your baseline on a biological level. And so then we just get a montage of them playing tennis and doing ropes courses. Okay, I, but also okay. they're, they're still doing it like in the clothes that they arrived in. So they're playing tennis in like in jeans. jeans. Okay, also number and, one, stop. I love when they play tennis against Ben and Sven and they do a little Koopa dance. <laughs> like the Ben and Sven go like, wee, 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 ha. And then yes. like, it's, it's like you're playing Mario Tennis with like two knots. I, I actually liked when they hopped over the net where they like, huh, one hops over yes. the leg and lift the other and they do like a spin thing. It's so, I kind of loved their choreo. So unnecessary. Um, but they're not characters. They're just there to for say funny something words. something to like. No, that yeah. That's, that's why I was clinging to that the, the occasional good humor like I was talking about. I said, why am I watching people do a ropes course? Yeah, there's just a ropes course they do. It's not visually interesting. Nope. They try to go zip lining and that. Spoiler alert, all the twins are really good and Zach and Cody are bad. Yes. they don't cooperate. Because the entire point is that, yeah, they don't cooperate even no, they're twins. Whatever. That's 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 all it is. So after the ropes course, we cut back to the ship, and this is just where Bailey deletes him from his phone, which I actually did think it was kind of funny, like how serious they take it, like they do a slow-mo, like you're deleted. They're not funny. It's I bit I was something. It was anything. And then it cuts to that night. Zach and Cody are asleep. Cody falls out of his bunk because he's having a dream and he hurts his shoulder, and then Zach's like, Oh, why does my shoulder also hurt? Oh, it's when they start feeling each other's physical pain. Correct. So then the next day they tell they figure out that like they can feel what the other feels basically. So they do the lab test again, where now if you shock Zach, Cody also gets shocked. So Cody is supposed to not shock him as much is the idea. You guys, I'm so bored even like remembering this. So I, I'm gonna be perfectly frank audience. We're skipping over a lot but, because but, none of it's important. But then, so, okay, they, they do the test again. They're, they're feeling each other's pain. That's when he says, we're gonna do phase two, yes. which is empathy. And yes. Zach's like, I'm out. Yeah, Zach tries, yes, correct. Tries to leave. You're, you're, you're right. And then they get in this stupid fucking fight which the worst, feels like worst a, part of the an movie. improv exercise genuinely the worst part of the film I I think that is actually also, also my least favorite part yeah. of this film where they're walking out in a circle hitting themselves yeah they, they realize that if they hurt themselves it'll hurt the other person and but so but you're also hurting yourself yeah <sighs> If, I mean, if you try to insert logic in this And movie. it goes on for so fucking long. Yeah, because Cody's mad that Zach won't do this for him after ruining his first internship, and he's trying to bolt. Because if he bolts, Cody has to leave too, basically. And so they do this dumb self-fight, and nothing, it really doesn't get anybody anywhere, No, obviously. Zach still tries to leave after the fight. They don't reach but Nelly. What, what happens? <laughs> comes and pulls him in. So like, come here, let's go up like, for a walk to the lake first. And he thinks she's hot, so he says yes. Like, yet again, like, none of this is no arc, no, no care for his brother. He just was chasing tail all across yep, this what Canadian lake. He goes from six to midnight and follows, and her, follows her out to the lake. her out to the lake, and she's like, you know, it's tough. Like, me and my twin didn't get along first, but then there's the merge. And she says the merge is the first time we've heard that term. Yes. And then Zach goes... I like the sound I of like that. I like the sound of that, which is a sex joke. It's a sex it's, thing. Uh, it absolutely There's no other is. way to take that. There's no other way to take it. And I go, what am I watching? Like... <laughs> Is this for children? Because then she goes, no, not with me, with your brother. Yeah. And then he, I think he even says like, well, I don't like him like that or <laughs> something like that. So, some really, you know, not And not I don't un- like to clown on people on the on this podcast. I really don't. And I'm sure maybe there's- Since when? Girl. This girl's miserable at acting. And this role is well, just Emma, awful. Emma, you got to understand when you're casting twins, you just got to find twins that yeah, want to act. Yeah, you're not I, searching for actors, you're searching for twins. The, I, I can feel that's the struggle in that search. Basically, she convinces him to stay, not even by kissing him, just no. by being hot. Just, just by, by 
The, her, her feminine wiles. I guess. So then he comes back and eats the fruit with Cody. So they move on to phase two. There is a good line where it, when they start to feel each other's name, he goes, man, I hate empathy. And, well, no, there's a great line right when they're starting to eat it. They're starting to eat the thing. And they, they keep, there's like, again, a not funny, way too long thing where they talk about how good, good it tastes. Oh my God. And it they, goes on for and then, and then he, and then it's just, they go on for so long and my brain is dying and I'm not paying attention. And then he just goes to Olsen. He goes, here, do you want some? And like starts putting some in his mouth. And Olsen just goes, no, that's for you. You right. eat that. And just something about that delivery really got me. So then we come back to the ship. We got to check in with Bailey again. Mr. Mosby, this is, I think, my favorite Mosby scene because he finds the letter that Cody had written and he gives it to Bailey being like, oh, I guess Cody wanted you to read this. And she keeps, and she's, he's trying to walk this away. This scene is miserable. I know, but Phil Lewis is doing Horrible. a great job. Phil Lewis is doing a great job. Where well, she's, Phil Lewis is the audience avatar, which is, he says, <laughs> he wants to get off shut screen. Shut the fuck up. He, he just wants to get out of there. As quickly as possible. He wants to get out Like, he's so annoying because this girl will not shut up about the letter. And he's like, for the sake of brevity, just fucking open it. And I'm like, thank God Phil Lewis is here too. Yeah, him just being so done with her is very funny. She opens the letter, she reads it, she realizes the whole Yale thing. And then she feels bad for being so mad. It's like, oh, I've got to find Cody and apologize. Blah. And they're actually, I will give this movie a small modicum of credit. There's a good line at the end, which is that to get get into my dream school, I have to give up spring break with my dream girl, which I thought was sweet. And I, I will give them that solitary point. So we cut back to the Gemini Project. And now, okay, they're walking away from the lab and now the empathy kicks in where they can feel what each other is feeling and there's like a weird thing where he's like remember something sad and then cody feels remembers it and then zach knows what he's thinking of exactly which isn't empathy that's just like reading the person's mind it becomes empathy when like cody gets sad and then zach also gets sad and we can see how bad the sprouse twins are at crying on oh cue apparently. oh my <laughs> god some of the worst fake crying i've ever seen it's literally again like, the my scene not gonna let them take that again maybe yeah. maybe try well, a little it's it's like fake crying for like a comedy sketch where you just go like <laughs> it's like a vaudeville clown yeah like, it's not <laughs> like i was like what the fuck are they doing it's nothing i also read this note here which i'm i go hey is it gonna be relevant that london can talk to animals is it, does it have a plot significance? A little. And it kind of does, but I, this was the point Not as much I, as you would think. But, that, but this was the point where I was like, hey, there's a whole C-plot where London can talk to crabs. A C-plot? <gasps> <laughs> a plot of the sea. But basically, this acts as kind of a moment for them. This is where they mend their fences. And this is where Zach explains that the reason he wants the car so bad is because he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. And he literally says out loud this line, which is maybe the dumbest line I've ever heard. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm going to do, but I know I'll get there a lot faster if I had a sports car, which sounds like what he's lying, which sounds like he's lying as a joke. But no, he's 100% genuine. He doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. And so he needs, he needs a, the sports he car. He needs a sports car to help him figure it out. Okay, wait. Where is the part where Bailey talks to London? About what? Because she reads the letter. After, I think it's after this. They have that emotional thing where they finally like understand each other. Yeah. And I was like, and then and, and then it all kicks off right. Right. After. Okay. Okay. So they have this emotional thing, and I kind of at this point have a note where it's like, well, I know this guy's obviously evil. This is an evil plot, but like it's kind of doing some good work. Like that fruit is, it's like they're on a mushroom strip together, and they're bonded now, and they understand each other's. The point fruit of view. is magic. Like I, I don't think the fruit's evil. It's the rest of the plan that doesn't really. Yeah. It's well. Yeah. The fruit's good. No, the fruit is fine. The fruit lets it's gonna let us communicate with dolphins or whatever that's gonna help us. <laughs> <laughs> society. Well, wait, what you did know you... that meme where it's like the flying cars? It's like society. <laughs> society. <laughs> so of the what did you communicate with dolphins? 
like hanging up in your office and society if we could communicate with dolphins via telepathy. Yeah. What did you want to say about London and Bailey though? Oh, when Bailey's like, oh my God, it's he, it's all because of the Yale scholarship. No shit. Why wouldn't you know that? Whatever. When she reads the letter, she's like, I have to go find Cody. I have to apologize. She, she goes, I was wrong. And London has this run of lines. She's like, about what? The way you do your hair, blah, blah, blah. Like all these. She goes, when you say, when you call flossing, go and rope it. <laughs> So you really needed to get to that point and point this out? That's well, I, that was my only genuine laugh. <laughs> I was going roping. I thought that was so fucking dumb. Well, anyway, they're on Cody's scent now. They're going to go look for Cody, and they're going to the Marine Institute because that's where... Because uh, they, they don't know he got fired. And they also call Bailey the sweetest... She calls him the sweetest fellow. Yeah, sweetest fella. Because she's southern. <laughs> she does it. <laughs> you, can, you don't have to have an accent. But anyway, back to what was actually going on, even though I'm going to sequence break. So they, This was before, because this is where I have the note. This is a nefarious scheme. It's actually working. Oh, all right, whatever. It was before. I didn't, I didn't have That's why I was trying to bring it up before we got Yeah, it. yeah, thank you. So they're outside of the Gemini Project. They're getting over their emotional, in, in, <laughs> emotional walls. Uh, they hug it out, basically. And then literally, not a moment later, not giving the audience any time to breathe, Dr. Olsen and Nellie walk by and be like, oh, those kids, they're doing Ready really, for the merge. You're really going well on stage two. Ready for the merge. It's a shame that Cody's going to have to lose, lose his brain. Lose his brain. But, you <laughs> I know. I want to make sure you delivered that correctly. Yeah. Because that, guys, we're not speeding through that quote to make it make more sense. The quote is, and I wrote it down. It's a shame Cody has to lose his brain. Yep. And I said, huh, what the fuck does that <laughs> mean? Are they going to lobotomize him? Honestly, kind of, I guess. There's also another merge sex joke. Because they're listening in. And Cody goes, what's the merge? And he's like, I don't think it's as fun as it sounds. <laughs> like, I just, like, there's another one. Something like that. But that small, like, little instance is enough for them to go full Scooby-Doo. And, and this, guess this what? This does turn into Scooby-Doo. This has become Scooby-Doo now. It's Scooby-Doo now. Where they go back into the lab and start going through his, like, computer well, files. Well, at first, they go, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Lose my brain. At least they're smart. I do like when people in, like, Scooby-Doo horror movie scenarios are smart. Like, they both have the instinct to... I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. It's time to get back on a hatchet seaplane. But then they go, Cody goes, we can't. We can't get out of here because of all the other twins. Like, they're all going to be merged. We can't just, like, leave yes, them. Yes, there's other people there's who other are people in danger. people who are in danger. They break into the lab, basically, because the door's just open. And they go sit down at the computer, and they pull up all of his, like, research notes. But this is the annoying part when they go into that lab that pissed me the fuck off. Because, like, Zach is like, oh, we can do this, and we'll slide up the thing, then we'll crawl through the air vents, then we'll land in the computer. And the gag is that then, oh, the door's just open. We can just walk in. Yeah. Like, LL. But I'm like, those are the hijinks that I want from a Zach and Cody movie. I want to see you guys in an air duct. Well, I, don't, I they, know they, you're too they, big for they, an Yeah, air they duct. don't go into air ducts anymore. Those days are behind them, just like the, the luggage trolley. They can't do that anymore. I think actually there's a joke in like The Sweet Life where they reference being too big for the air vents oh. before on deck. I also imagine Disney was probably getting a lot of letters that children were trying to crawl into air vents and Disney they had to be like... Disney loved air vents. They do it in That's So Raven too. Like, I, I, I'm sure. Every, I think every show some of theirs was at least one to, episode. To, to be fair to Disney, I think Hollywood in general has trained and entire generation that all buildings just have massive people-sized air vents yeah, that you can crawl um, through. They don't? I, I don't think so, no. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. So anyway, they're in the lab. They pull up his research notes, and basically what they find out, that the process that he's putting them through, stage one is physical connection, stage two, mental connection, stage three is the merge. Basically, they're going to eat more of the fruit, and their minds will become as one, like one singular consciousness, as mm -hmm. opposed to two distinct people, which, as Emma said, all the other twins on the site have already gone through. And then after that, <sighs> buckle up. Hive mind. Hive mind. <laughs> 
Dr. Olsen has created I a, it all caps. Dr. Olsen has created a machine that will allow him to control them all yeah. with mind control. And the reason he's doing this research is so he can do it to everyone in the world. It also just feels like so many steps before hive mind. Like if your end goal is hive mind, why do we have to go through all the others? Just just mind control people. Well, because he's trying to get to the point of where he can do it to everybody. But right now he can only do it to twins. Luke, Luke why they, are you on Because they explain these things. They, they, he can only do it to the twins who have merged, I guess because of the DNA thing or whatever. But he's doing it so he can learn more and apply it to other people is the basic idea. So right now we can only mind control twins. Okay, correct. But another really good joke is when Zach, uh, Cody's going over the figures or whatever, you see Zach pick up a bowl of more of the fruit and he's like eating it nervously like while he's being shocked. Yes. And then Cody just goes, okay, well, whatever we do, we can't eat any more of the fruit. And it looks at Zach and goes, but you're still eating. <laughs> and he goes, I was here. I'm panic eating. I'm sorry. And then Olsen shows up behind them and goes, well, well, well. And then they say it's a deep <laughs> well. Well, well, and it's funny. That is a funny joke. And he's he basically gives the stereotypical, well, you've uncovered my evil plans. I guess I'll have to force you to merge and become, you know, my servants or whatever, because I can't have you telling anyone. So they're basically trying to, like, plead with him for their safety kind of a thing. And then they just say, nope, we're just going to run. Yeah. We're, we're, we're out of here. And and this is, was another one of my favorite jokes in the whole thing. Is so he And they decide to run because they are now fully telepathic with each other. They can read each other's thoughts. Yes, because they're good. They, thank you for bringing that up. Because even he knows that because Zach ate more of the fruit, but Cody didn't, they have gone through a partial merge where, like, Zach is now starting to copy Cody and, That's like, take annoying. on some of his men. It's very annoying and doesn't go anywhere. But yes, now they can read each other's thoughts. Um, that is my main problem with a lot of this movie is shit doesn't go anywhere. No. Like, it's like that. that I would argue like, the entire movie it's doesn't like go that, anywhere. It's like, what is that annoying bit where he's just repeating everything he says? I thought it was going to be important in the climax that he was copying Cody. It's or not just anything. It's not at all. Or funny the at some point. The only thing called back that goes anywhere is them fighting, mm-hmm. which is the most annoying part of the movie. Absolutely. And it only gets more annoying in, a, in the next few minutes. Because spoiler guys, we're like pretty much at the end of the movie. We're getting Thank there. fucking God. Yeah. But so this was one of my favorite jokes and the whole thing is as they're running out he's like okay time to turn on the hive mind stuff and so he goes over to a desk and starts like pouring through it and there's a big red button and he goes to hit it but then reaches his hand to the desk and pulls out just a tiny little remote and presses one button that's that's a good Good gag gag. that's a good gag um so then all the twins wake up out of their bunk beds and start chasing because they're like zombies by the way that's what hive mind that is they're zombies they're zombies and they're they're also like dumb where they can't climb a ladder yeah well sometimes they are and then other we'll, we'll get there in a second and they're also all wearing a uniform now yeah. when they sleep? I, I don't remember seeing those. Okay, also we have to touch on the fact that they go to the, the side characters with nothing to do, the side quest. They go to the marine biology lab to looking for Cody and the scientist is like, oh, I haven't seen them since I literally kicked them out of here for destroying my billion dollar submarine. Mm-hmm. And they have their faces on the Ghostbusters sign yeah. with like the, the red thing through their faces. Yes. Um, And then the dolphin comes up to the tank. Wally. And starts going... There you go. That's better. There you the go. first time sounded like an Animal Crossing character. It's like, yeah, I know I did. I, I really just was like, I'm going to do a, a dolphin impression. And then I forgot what dolphin sounded like for a second. And I had to flip it, but it's like. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's really homophobic. <laughs> I will work on it. I'm just In time to for be Pride. a better ally. In time for Pride Month. Okay, but they squawk at London, and London's like, oh, thanks. Again, it compliments her outfit. And she goes, oh, thanks. You know, it's new, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, and they say, by the way, they say that Zach and Cody are at the Gemini Project. Yeah. And the scientist goes, oh, shit. <laughs> you're those kids are gonna die i mean also how did the dolphins know that i would have loved it that if is <laughs> my note i would have loved one have... scene of a dolphin seeing them or why something why did that dolphin know where they were 
I well, the thing is, I think the dolphins would know that the bad guy was there and was the janitor because the dolphins would maybe have seen but him. They don't but they don't know they anything about the Cody shit. No, they don't know anything about that. It, the dolphin was it with London in the harbor, but they don't. Those that no, 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 team no, no. doesn't even. There's know. no way a dolphin would know. Um, it's almost like this movie's poorly written. <laughs> but that's where we realize because she that the reason London can't talk to the dolphin is because she ate that fruit. Right, and Doctor Spaulding is like, oh, that's what makes telepathic communication possible. <laughs> Humans have to eat it too. And I was like, my guy, <laughs> my dude, you never thought to give that one a crack. And also the fact that it's like we he acts like he's cured cancer. He's solved the number one scientific goal, as you know, telepathic communication between dolphins and humans but now i mean like, i'm not saying it wouldn't be a big deal but there's not it's not like there's gonna be a lot to why come would from it, it be their number one goal I, so he can so what the love he has for the dolphins can finally be mainstream. i said how do these fucking dolphins know where zach and cody are but spalding realizes he's like oh the gemini project oh That's no my evil that, brothers that, yeah pretty much anyway we gotta go i'm gonna come with you let's get out of here and so we they all run off them. they run off to come to their rescue so yeah all the, now they're being chased all the by twins zombies. are being chased by i mean all zach and cody are being chased by all the twin zombies and yeah they're very slow and dumb they're stereotypical movie zombies where they're just shambling like they towards them they climb a, a, a elevated platform and the zombies are Elevated is a strong word. It is like two, three feet off the ground, maybe. It hits the guys like mid. It's like it's like at your yeah. I guess it's like at your neck, so like four or five. But like the zombies can't climb up there. No, he's they getting the way with the pole. Like, they they're, just, they're, it's like, you know how zombies like walk into walls because like, they're, they're like, trying uh... to rig the zip line so they can zip line down to the sawmill and get away from everybody. But Cody's taking forever, and of course he puts a helmet on Zach because of zip line regulations, which I thought was funny, but also I'm... Disney trying Disney. to. To, you know, you have to wear a helmet. This is really long, guys. This is and really it just long. Goes on, it's a very long, stupid chase with very little to talk about. They get on the zip line. They go to the sawmill. The sawmill is apparently on and, and active. Because they have to dodge saw blades. CGI saw blades. Awful. And then I said, I want to run under that blade they, just to they, get they, the end of the movie. They hide, behind, <laughs> they hide behind a big log and they talk about like their last wishes. Zach says, if I die, bury me standing upright with a sliver of gold. Which what I don't. Was that? I think that. Uh, and it, then Cody's was tell Bailey. I was. I like to. This is a great joke. And he goes, "I respect her as a woman." And, said, Co- and Zach goes, "No." No. And just Cody goes, "Okay." Like just, just that was the funnier part. But Zach's request is so weird and specific that I think he wants to be buried like like an Indiana Jones esque treasure figure that like someone would open his tomb and take the gold. I don't know. But, but anyway, yes, him going tell Sven Bailey. And no. Ben, Sven and Ben are in like a machine yeah. and so they start picking up. That's logs. what I was saying. They're really stupid, but they can operate heavy machinery yeah. now. What the hell? Climb that platform. They can, but they can operate heavy machinery, which you should definitely not do, guys. By the way, if you're ever on Lunesta, the Corsican fruit, <laughs> or the Corsican fruit, yeah. But also, okay, so this. But is- they then run to the. Did you see the clock this? That when they're running to get away from that machine, they go like up this like incline. Yeah, this is gonna be hard to translate into podcast. They're gonna jump down into that lake, and it looks fucking freezing when they get in there. <laughs> you can see their breath so aggressively. And I'm like, they must have been freezing their asses off. Hey, that's Canada, man. But yeah, so they're basically on like a platform with all these logs and they're they're operating a big Luke, like we don't grabber. Even get into it. And so they climb one part don't of the platform care. to jump into the lake. How are you still talking about this? They jump into the lake to escape the grabber. Yeah, it's, of, it's very anti it's very anticlimactic. Also you could have just then they, they also you could have just climbed down the other side of it. Because they surface in the lake and then the twins are also in the lake. Yeah, so no, they didn't escape. The, 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 the twins pop up like ninjas around them. I was like, what happened to the shambling? Anyway, freaking hell. So they kidnap them. They 
they just put their hands up and like, yeah, you got us. And they they come to strapped well, two tables. No, that was my note. Why were they unconscious? <laughs> like they 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 came in willingly. It's not like they got bonked on the back of the head. And they're oh, hang on, no, I'm sorry. I do. This is why I want to talk about it. When they're getting ready to jump off the thing, they say. It doesn't look really far down. It's like Middle Earth. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? It's like someone who wrote that joke doesn't know what Middle Earth is. No, I don't think they... It's like they think it's really in the middle They think it's in the middle of the Earth. They think Lord of the Rings happened in the middle of the Earth. Yeah, But so freaking... They're strapped to like slabs... And he's like, so I'm going to put you through a mind the meld, but the mind meld, based, forced mind, the forced merge. I'm going to merge you and then mind control you, whatever. And then while this is going on, Bailey and Spalding and London and Woody all show up. And then there's, okay. there's a freaking force field now. Dr. Olsen just has a force field that he puts up as if this movie was not, was not traipsing with sci-fi okay, far enough. Now we also have to get to the Scooby-Doo of it all. Yeah, it's literally, you go ahead. <laughs> So then the evil scientist, Dr. Olson, More like Scooby Don't. Comes over to the edge of the force field to Correct. face off with Spalding. And then he pulls at his own face. <laughs> like like Mission Impossible like style. Like Mission Impossible style. Pulls at his own face. It's also just two different actors. It's yep. not obviously a mess. Yes. Pulls at his own face, Scooby Doo style, and reveals that he is Dr. Spalding's evil, evil twin. twin brother, Ronald Spalding. Yes. As opposed to Donald. Oh, I didn't even Did catch that. Realize? I didn't catch. I didn't remember the guy's name. I didn't catch that. Of course, all the twins are named the same except for Zach and Cody. But yeah, and as we mentioned, also, that guy is visibly a foot shorter. And also, the, the yeah, it's not just a mask. He must have chopped off some height as well. Yeah, but whatever. It's insane. They then do the most infuriating thing. Oh I've my ever god! Seen oh do. my god! <laughs> This. How stupid do they think we are? <laughs> that they have to go show us every. We saw him the first time. He was visible in the shots when he was lurking around. Not even that. The shots they show us, they do a flashback. He basically does the Scooby Doo uh, explaining his entire, entire plan. Entire plan. And he says, I was pretending to be a janitor, which allowed me to slip in and out. And steal your research. St- on the st- so we so see him put the Corsican fruit in his little, like, a janitor's cart or whatever. But here's the thing, gang. That shot is him in the marine biology lab. He's huddled by his janitor's cart, and then he takes off his head for he no does, reason. He does that in every scene they show. He does it on the cruise ship as well. Yes. Why does he take the mask? Because they think we're really dumb. And they think we wouldn't get it. Every step. They show you in flashback him going through every step of this nefarious scheme, getting the course, confirmed research, going to find Zach and Cody on the cruise. Like all these things being indifferent and all these scenes he was there the whole time. But they don't just show him in disguise. They make him pull the fucking mask off every time. And what's crazy is this whole explainer, Spalding shows up and he already explained it all to all of us. He says, this is my evil brother. He got kicked out of the scientific community. For, for for yeah for for testing on twins or whatever for all of his crazy theories and then Olsen and he gives goes, unlike me who only got kicked out for fucking one dolphin one time <laughs> and everyone was like what and he goes oh never mind <laughs> um, but yeah we don't need this explained to us again why is he pulling the mask off each time yeah so oh my god this is oh, so stupid oh my god okay and then they start casting I want this podcast ceiling. yeah no literally so then he initiates the like merge. Uh, the merge protocol and what I thought would happen is like I don't know some energy would go from them into the machine and it would spin their them around their souls come out of their body <laughs> they literally astral project and are like floating around like ghosts in a zero g space and they just 
just keep like clashing into each other and they start arguing. I don't remember about what and I don't care. But they're arguing. So they can't merge because they're so different. Some of the worst writing I've ever heard. The most on the nose thing. Bailey goes, keep fighting. Like it's key. It's, it's resisting. It's creating energy. It's resisting the merge. Like keep fighting with each other. Because Bailey knows what's going Someone on. Someone looks at this guy and goes, it's as if the one thing they're best at is what could save them. To be fair, <laughs> for it to be give them again the smallest credit possible, I did actually kind of like that. In the end, it's their differences that I saved them. That, but not their fighting. No, no, uh, no, yeah, the, yeah, no. This is it's done poorly. A better movie would be like learn how to work with use your no, differences but, to to work together. Yes, in a positive way. Yes, but I'm like that. It's like they didn't just be like you guys have to change your personalities and like come to terms with each other or something like that. Because we saw them, they didn't come to terms with each other. They were like, but they do it in their own way. It's not like they had to be exactly alike. And so I like the idea of that, but all this consists of audience. Again, this isn't going to translate well, but literally all it is, is imagine holograms of Dylan Nicole Sprouse just floating around on screen and then occasionally bumping into each other. I'm doing it with my hands, even though you can't see it. And then like energy arcs off of them and they're shouting. And the whole thing is deeply unpleasant to watch. And I was like, I, I can't do this. That's good to the lasso they break the machine so they break the machine and uh god you just go ahead talk about the lasso i I, need then cody just jumps off the table like bailey grabs her and she lassos the evil like hog ties him yes because the evil scientist was also trying once they break the machine he's like okay screw it i'll just mind control everybody else whatever i'm gonna do some other evil thing and so bailey hog ties him yeah bailey throws a rope over him no she lassos him she lassos him yes Mm -hmm. she lassos him because she's a cowgirl and they and like holds him down and they give dr spalding the fruit and then they shove it down dr olsen's mouth and they have a connection and now he's good and nice because and they're gonna get lunch when he gets out of prison in 143 years or whatever or no he says it'll be he'll be 143 but basically he realizes the whole reason ronald was evil was because he was jealous of his brother winning all the awards being so smart and he and then he realized oh donald you were jealous of me i was jealous of you for being so confident or something like that and carefree almost like it mirrors that in cody in a way in a way emma and then mr mosby shows up and i have the note of what's the fuck is the point of Mosby? Well, he's with the cops. <laughs> <laughs> he like brought the police. Because when Spalding, when they left the marine biology lab, Spalding said, call, says, call Do- Mr. Mosby. Not call him, please. Call Mosby Mosby's first. first. And have Mosby but I'm call- saying, what's the point of even having this character there? Why, Emma, what does my note literally say? <laughs> Why, <laughs> Why would, would Mosby, Mosby come? come? Although, there is a one, the last solid joke of this movie is Mosby shows up. And as we all know, Mosby loves Zack and Cody, but they deeply frustrate him because they're so difficult and all their arguing and hijinks get in the way of his job. And they say, wow, Mr. Mosby, it was really touch and go. A few more seconds and we would have lost all of our personality. He just goes, ah, the one time I get front row parking, <laughs> which is a good joke. Uh, and then I stopped caring. Does anything else happen? Uh, we cut back to the boat. Bailey and Cody got to go on the spring break. They always wanted, even though How? I feel like it's been spring oh, break the entire time. Okay. Zach got his car, but it ends up getting crushed by a delivery of London's summer wardrobe. Yeah, it's, which and is it's horrible CGI. It's, oh, it's awful. The car is horrible Why CGI. Why does he need a car if he lives on this boat? Oh, that's the other thing. He can't even use it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then, it, yeah, it ends with the crushed car. And I don't want to talk about this movie ever again. Okay. I give it a two. I literally give it a one. It was miserable. I gave it a two. It's awful. The wor- One of the worst we've watched. Do not watch it. Do you think this is worse than Dadnapped? 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's it's worse. It's up there. If there or there any equal footing, it's it was pretty. Unfair. I think depending on the day you asked me today, I would say yes. But I think I'm. I'm I also large... watched it so recently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So fresh in my mind of how bad it was. I think it's top three worst easily. Yeah, easily, easily, easily. horrible, easily so bad. And I feel you know really I you're right. I feel bad for Dylan and Cole Sprouse. They, they deserved a much they, better I mean, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, everyone deserved a much better vehicle. This should have been like. Glad the... they got out of this hellhole and went to NYU because this things were going south for them. Yeah, um, I hope they're doing okay. They are doing just fine. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, you know, like I'm, you know how they're doing. Well, it's just that I mean, like you know, child. We've stardom. heard from them. I know. I just mean that like child stardom could be rough, and I feel like these guys. D- really Dylan owns that that um, metery metery in yes, Brooklyn. You told me about this metery. Um, I walked by it, and he was in there with his girlfriend. He has that beautiful girlfriend, Barbara Paulman. Okay. Um, if you love me, go to Dylan's Process Meadery. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're in New York, if you're a big meathead, um, <laughs> like we are, sponsored uh, by Dylan. Sponsored We're brought sponsored to you by, by Dylan's Process Meadery. We're not gonna. I don't even know the name. I'm not going to look up the name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, Dylan, if you're actually interested in that, decomedypodcast at gmail.com. Our first ever ad. Our first ever addery. Addery for a meadery. Did you think I said (laughs) addery? I said ad read. (laughs) Guys. So the joke would have been ad read for some ad mead. Broke me. Okay, next month is December. Yes, it is. It's the holidays. Yes, and I Many get to them. pick. Emma does, and I am picking an amazing movie because I cannot suffer. I'm picking <laughs> something that I know is good and I know that I really like. Um, because I cannot suffer after the way that I just suffered. It's, it's this is a time to be with family. And it's a time to be happy. <laughs> it's a time to recover. And so we are going to be watching Full Court Miracle in honor oh, of you're Hanukkah. Pick, you're picking a sports movie. That's yes, interesting. I love this movie. I've never seen it. And I love Hanukkah. So let's do it, man. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, I've never seen it. Dope. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I'm not, there's not going to be any. There's anymore. Not, Ever I, again. I have no closing thoughts. I, uh, I told you guys this was going to be a short one. Anyway, uh, Emma, where can find you on the internet? <laughs> at Emma Stone Tyler. Why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> I'm just like recovering from this movie. At Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Cool. You can find me on t- Twitter. And you can also find me in Dylan Spruce's metery. <laughs> Um, and you can find me on Twitter at D- nope. And you can find me on Twitter at wildfire <laughs> underscore king. Um, you can find my Patreon. It's the worst we've ever done at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse if we keep trying to do it. Patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thanks much so much. Much like this movie, we're not doing two takes. <laughs> we're not doing two takes. <laughs> no take twos. I think that's the title of the episode. No take twos. This is it. No. Um, you can find me on Patreon. I said that already. Thanks so much for supporting me on Patreon, even though I'm bad at updating it. But most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a follow there. We really appreciate it. And uh, also, if you while you're doing stuff that makes us happy, if you could find us on the old iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, whatever lets you give rate us a review little us. rate and review. It's really nice. We really appreciate it. It'd be a lovely gift. Woo-woo. We thank you so much for doing that. Also, you should check out AudioEntropy.com. They got a bunch of great podcasts and we're happy to be a part of them, but I'm sure you'll find one you love. I guarantee it. Anyway, I want to leave and don't want to remember <laughs> this episode. I already feel bad that I have to edit it and listen to it again. Again, but I want to move on to what's next. So we'll see you all in December. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate Thanksgiving. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. DCOMs forever. How can it get any worse? Stage four. Hive mind. That sounds worse. Once the merged twins are assembled, they can be controlled under a single voice. I hear a single voice. Saying run. <sighs> We've got to free all those other twins. And most important, we have to avoid eating any more of that fruit, which you were eating now. Uh, 
it, it was here, and I was like, mm, that looks good. I'll, I'll take one. Zach, how could you do that? It's, it's impulse eating. It's, it's a real problem. What happens if only one of us eats the fruit? I don't know. I don't know. Why are you repeating me? Why are you me? repeating me? I'm repeating you, aren't I? Ugh. That's weird. It's, it's like you say something and then I feel the need to say it. It's the next stage. You're becoming me. I don't want to be you. I want to be me. I gotta be me. Well, 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 well. That's a pretty deep well.